This week I've got a, a, a different guest. So most of my guests have been in the real estate world. That That's the realm that I know a lot more about. Uh, this this guest is somebody who I really respect and like. You, you're not going to find a lot of people who are better as far as a human being goes. Uh, my guest is, his name is Alfonso Quadra. Uh, he's somebody who I've gotten to know through a, through a different business partner of mine. Um, we've, we've only, I, I guess we've only met in person a few times, eh, Alfonso, but at the same time, uh, we, we've, we've connected, we've connected in some unique ways. He has so much value to give you guys this week. And so I, I'm going to ask him specifically as always about his mindset and what shifted, but I'm also going to be asking about multiple streams of income because this is a business concept, a money concept that you must understand if you want to have any kind of wealth in your life. So Alfonso, first, just to, just to give you some, some street credit here, um, you, you are somebody who, how many businesses have you, have you started and owned? That's a really loaded question. I know. I would have to say, <laughs> how many businesses have I started and owned? I would have to say it's into the hundreds. Yeah. So basically I have not, uh, I have not uh, sat down and actually counted. One day I had an idea about a tattoo, you know, and just basically getting a sleeve of all the logos and, uh, you know, and, and uh, within the, the, the within the, the tattoo, it would be I'm a product of my creativity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a product of my what my mind can conceive. And uh, I don't know how many businesses really I haven't sat down. Nobody's nobody's ever asked me, but I will tell you, I have uh, 11 companies right now with five of those companies uh into uh, over a million dollars in sales yeah and revenue so so yeah. again and i just wanted to give people a picture of this you also own real estate you also own a, a ton of real estate and you're buying it like like it's going out of style here uh you're you're, you're big on real estate and investing um and it, we can go so many directions so if we need a second a second episode here we can do that too at some point in time but for, <laughs> yeah for, for right now, I, I was going to say, you probably don't have enough body for the amount of tattoos you would need to throw all over the place, right? Um, uh, really quickly, <clears throat> what are the difficulties you've had in understanding how to deal with money, manage money, earn money, keep money? I know you've said it, it comes easy as far as the earning of it. Um, what, what difficulties have you had <clears throat> with your mindset? And what, what have you needed to do to get through that for yourself, Alfonso? Well, um if we go back a little bit, I started my first company when I was 17 years old and uh, that company uh, uh, quickly grew to uh, across Canada. So we were uh, nationwide. And one of the biggest gifts that I, uh, that I received in terms of my development was uh, the idea that I don't know anything, right? I had to search for the people that were skilled in the things that I was lacking. Mm -hmm. Now I'm very strong in uh, motivating staff. I'm very strong in sales, but you know what? I've always, uh, you know, I've always, even in in, uh, in school, I was not a, a, an academic, right? And so what happens is most people they struggle with allowing other people to take control, allowing other people to do the things that they think they can do. And the biggest mistake that business owners make is, is saying that, oh, no one could do it better than they can. That means they're always going to be a slave and they will never grow. And so from the, from the very beginning, 
I was able to leverage other people's skill sets, other people's ideas, other people's efforts to grow the company. And I was able to work on the business rather than work within the business. So right away, uh, that, uh, that was a, a big hurdle that I had to overcome. Sometimes you have to borrow money to hire people, right? And so the problem is there's no great small company. That's the truth. I mean, think of, can you think of one? One that has changed the world, changed lives? There's no great small company. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to change the, the mindset around money, then you cannot go into to that without realizing that you're going to have to invest into your business. You're going to have to invest into yourself. You're going to have to invest into people. Think about all the greatest leaders. They manage people, right? So if you don't know how to manage people, it's going to be very difficult for you to go to the next level. This whole idea of a, a solopreneur, I think, is poison because people have this idea they can have these small little businesses and travel and, you know, wear flip, flip flops all day long and, and do all these things. And then they wonder, like, why am I not getting over that hump? Yeah, million dollars is easy. Two million dollars, three million dollars. But how do you create a business that generates $10 million, $100 million, a billion dollars, a trillion dollars, right? And the only way to do that is to leverage other people. And so for me, growing up, you know, coming into Canada, my mom was very uh, skeptical on, on a lot of things. She's like, okay, you know, uh, money's bad, for example, or people are trying to screw you over or they're going to rip you off and employees are always going to rip you off. And so all these things come into the people's mind when they hire people. And so they can never go to the next level. You can make a couple hundred thousand dollars and, and, and sure, you're going to have a good life, but how are you going to take it to the next level? And so... Um, I hope that answers your question. Maybe, maybe that was a little. Yeah. So you, you mentioned your mom there, and you mentioned uh, yeah. starting business early for yourself. What were some of the things that you had to overcome in your mind to understand money better? Uh, okay, the small mindset, right? The small mindset. Uh, you know, like we came from communist countries. My mom, you know, obviously, you know, was in civil wars, and and so this idea that people that are, are wealthier somehow uh, are trying to, uh, they, they got there because they stole from the people or, you know, they did something uh, shady to get mm -hmm. to where they, they, they are. And so if you, if you have that mindset and sometimes you don't even know you have it until you, you do the work on yourself, but um, all these, uh, you know, uh, you, as you know, Mark, we're, we're a product of our habits, right? And, on a very small level, you will sabotage yourself every single time, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, that, the hurdle that I that had to overcome was this small mindset that came from, you know, my culture, uh, came from uh, my, my mom. My mom was, was about con uh, uh, contraction, you know, like, turn off the lights, uh, you know, the, the, the meal that we ate on Monday, we're still eating on Friday because you know what? You don't want to uh, you don't want to waste anything. And 
and uh, you know you want to make sure you wear the, the sneakers. If you if you dirty your sneakers, you're the one that has to stay with the same sneakers for two years until your feet get too big. Then you got to get the next one. And so you can't expand and contract at the same time. It's impossible, mm-hmm. right? And so, in the society says we need to be savers. Society says we need to be safe. Society says we need to be comfortable. And those are the mindsets that in the ideas that keep us uh, where we are. You can't move because you have in the back of your mind, your parents told you, be safe. You need to save. You need to conserve. And so not that I want to be wasteful, but I want to live in abundance. Right. I, I don't want to take two seconds to think about whether or not I'm saving two cents on cucumbers because I'm going to waste too many mental resources. And when the big decisions come, I will, I'm going to, my mind is going to be too exhausted to make those big decisions. And so some of the biggest hurdles were just myself getting in my own way because of how I grew up. Right. Yeah. You, you're, you're talking about small mindset, uh, a very a contracting mindset is, is the word you use. You talked about three ideas that, that save be safe, be comfortable. And what I find fascinating about those terms is it, it's not only that these these are not bad terms. It's not wrong to save money. The problem is, is how we define it in our culture too, right? We say safety means not growing. <laughs> and that's, that's part of the problem. To me, safety actually is ingrowing. That provides more yep. safety. It provides more comfort to have to, to grow and to have more because then then we're able to to grow in ways that we want to grow in and it provides us actually more comfort but with it comes growth which is not always comfortable and so so I, I think that and I know you agree with this but there, there's there's not only the idea of safety but there's also the definition of what that is and it can only mean employment it can only mean whatever yeah and so for me the the biggest risks that anybody could have and this is just because I've I've only had one job in my life when I was 17 years old. I mean, we could, I don't want to get too much into the into the story. I think we 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 had an interview somewhere yeah. uh, where we got into my story. But I became a father at 17, mm. right? And uh, I got a job. I was a dishwasher, five dollars an hour. And I remember thinking to myself, "This is nuts. How in the world am I ever going to get ahead?" Right? And uh, so. I had to make a decision and I think part of creating abundance for yourself is going to be in those decisions, right? You know, the, uh, you know, someone's over overweight or in a bad relationship or is in debt. At what point are you going to make a decision for yourself that you're no longer going to play the game of life small, right? And so, these decisions are happen every single day. Every single day, we have decisions to make. You know, do we, you know, do we spend time on, you know, trying to save money on gas? I see people drive past three gas stations to save a quarter. You know what I mean? Like all these things. Where are they coming from? What do we and value? Is it time, money? What is? Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And so, you know. We, Every day we have to make a decision. Every day I wake up in the morning, I have to make a decision on who am I going to be? Am I going to play life small or am I going to play it big, right? 
And so every time I go to the next level, I, you know, I remember the first time I, I figured out, like, you know what, uh, I turned $2,700 into $4,000. I was like, whoa, this is, I did this in like two weeks. You know, this idea of making a decision, right? People can't decide. People sit on the fence. You know, every day I wake up, I make a decision. I'm going to play it big. And every hurdle I make, the first time I made $4,000, the first time I made $10,000, the first time I made $50,000, you know, I didn't know what $100,000 looked like until I made the $50,000, right? And so every single time, every benchmark, I'm going to reset my goals and I'm going to say, you know what, I want to see what $100 million looks like or I want to see what a billion dollars looks like. I remember the, the first time I had uh, $15,000 in my bank account and I said, this doesn't seem real to me. I need to... I need to withdraw the $15,000. I want to look at it in my, you know, I want to see it in my hands and I'll put it back in the bag. And I've done that so many times. And so all of these things are about making decisions. I feel that people have issues with making decisions in their lives and they, they get caught up on the wrong, they, they follow, they, they, they spend too much time on the wrong ideas, the wrong um the wrong concepts, you know, uh, you know, trying to uh, just be busy or conserve or contract. And so I think decisions uh, plays a big part. Okay, now in indecision, something that I'm, I'm hearing from you is that you, you've always got the future in mind. You're always thinking about, wait a second, what do I want? What do I truly want? And that started off with the birth of, of a child, but it's, it, it's morphed into, well, what do I want for myself? What do I want to give to other people? What do I want for my family? What do I want for this world and this community? And if we focus on that, it helps to make decisions today a lot easier. Would you agree with that? That seems to be a theme. Absolutely. All my decisions are going to be based on where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's hard to see what uh, what a billion dollars looks like until I see what a hundred million dollars look. And so if my if, if, if my goal is going to be a hundred million dollars, every decision I make needs to be based on where I'm going. Not on, you know, uh, on a couple million, but on where you're going. Right. And so what happens is people once they the, 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 the worst people are the, the millionaires. Because, and just the, the, the new millionaires, because now they're in conservation mode, right? They need to, now they're protecting what they built, but that's not how you got there. Mm -hmm. You didn't get the first million protecting the, you know, the, the dollars, the little dollars, mm -hmm. right? And so that's what happens. When we get a little bit of success, now we want to protect it. And if you're protecting, you're not growing. It allows you, fear you to come in. That's it. That's it. And then and so it's like, well, I don't want to go back to where I was. Well, that's just that that means you got to produce more money. And my hope, my my mom uh, said, Alfonso, you should live within your means. And she told me that all my life. And I said, well, you know what? I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I think you should expand your means. Why limit yourself? And I always tell the people around me, if you're telling me that, um, you know, you're, you're working too much or when are you, when is enough enough? You're not my friend, right? This is not the people I want to hang around with. Uh, you know, I want to hang around with people that are, they're, they're going to challenge me and say, you know what? You're not doing enough. 
right? I want, and I, and I truly believe that I, I'm not doing enough because I'm not at the billion dollars yet. And it's not because I want to have a billion dollars and I want to, you know, I want to, ha- I want to have all this wealth is a billion dollars represents to me that I've helped a lot of people. I've employed a lot of people because that's the only way that you're going to get there is by having an organization with people. That means I'm, I've, I've provided value to the world and the reward would be the billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. This is good. Uh, we, we've covered some of the mindset stuff. I, I want to make sure, I'm uh, looking at the time here, I want to make sure that we cover multiple streams of income because this is another concept and you've touched on it. You've talked about leveraging, right? And this, this yeah. is this is along the same vein in some ways. But explain what is it for people who have no clue what MSI means. What are multiple streams of income? Why are they <laughs> important? What is the importance of understanding this concept? Well, uh, people talk a lot about uh, safety. Right and and com- being comfortable and so uh, to me to me and this is uh, I mean everybody can have different opinions and that's fine to me the only way to to truly uh, guarantee uh, a life of wealth is to have multiple streams of income you know so for the most part the average person ninety six percent of the people they only have one stream of income which is their job their J O B just over broke. I'm just joking. Uh, and, the, you know, we're not saying to quit your job because if you love what you're doing, you're probably good at it. And um, you, you that brings you fulfillment. And life without fulfillment is, you know, why are we even here, right? So if you're good at your job, I'm not saying to quit your job, but your job might not give you the freedom, the time freedom that you're looking for. And so you need to have multiple streams of income. Now, a lot of the time uh, in my business, you know, and I've, I've, uh, what I would say is that I've gotten too creative and have too many streams of income that are not symbiotic. And so when it comes to multiple streams of income, I would have to say, make sure they're, they're, they're symbiotic if you're going to grow multiple different companies, because you can leverage the same team. We talked about hiring people and leveraging the other people's time. And so, you know, you can have one team and this one team, you can have multiple streams of income. For example, if you have the gym, if you have a gym, well, it makes sense to have, you know, um, a clothing store within your gym, um, a fruit bar, um, what do you call it? A juice bar, um, personal uh, training, you know, multiple streams that are symbiotic. So multiple different, uh, you know, uh, entries of money into your business, into your into your uh, portfolio. Okay, now, so for I, me, I'm going to simplify just what you've said here a little bit, just so I make sure everyone's understanding it. So, w- one thing you said is, if you have a job, you have one stream of income. That means if you get fired, if you get laid off, if something changes in the government, whatever, doesn't matter if you government job, whatever job you have, somebody makes a decision. You don't have a job any longer. You have no income. So it's 100% zero. There's, 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 that's the only options you have. Where, where you're talking about is saying if you've got different ways to make money, and again, if you own a gym, within that gym, there can be many ways to make money. Memberships are one nutritional supplements, clothing store, juice bar, trainers, all these are different ways that you can make income from people. Another way to make uh, multiple streams, I've heard lots of people talk about and agree, is have many clients. Don't only have one client. Again, when when you've got a job, you've only got one client. It's your employer. (laughs) Um, That's it. 
Well, it's important that we make a the distinction between earned multiple streams and passive multiple streams, right? And so uh, I just I, I just talked about the, the idea that the, the, your streams should be all symbiotic. And the reason I say this, when we talk about earned, because that means this is where your focus is going, right? And so if it's earned, then they should be all symbiotic because then you can leverage the same people to do multiple different things. Now, when we're talking about passive multiple streams, and you should have both, you should have both. Now, if you have a job, then that's your earned income, right? Then you can probably find, uh, you know, other other streams that are going to support that job that are going to be symbiotic to your job, right? But then you should also have a passive uh, side to your portfolio, which is investing passively through land development. Uh, you know, uh, we're talking about real estate, uh, maybe some some joint. Uh, um, venture capital uh, investments, you know, things that do not require any of your time, but they're going to bring in a residual income. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, investing into other businesses, other properties, but if you are the one taking care of the property, then that is earned income. So now if you have, if you're doing real estate and you're selling hot dogs, you know, nothing is going to get the proper attention, right? So if you're going to sell hot dogs, Make sure you can create multiple streams of income around those hot dogs, which is where your focus goes, and then create a real estate portfolio without any of your time. That means you have to leverage other people's time. And so this is where people get caught up, where they want to do everything, and then nothing gets done right. Well, and, and specifically, again, you're talking about symbiosis. If you're if you're doing everything and they're not even connected, now you're just running yourself dry, right? So yep. again, I think want to think of more examples for people simply because this is so valuable what you're saying right now, Alfonso. So for example, let's say you're a trades guy and you, you've got your own trade, doesn't matter what trade it is, something to do with, with building or fixing or helping homes on some level. Well, if that's sure. already something you do, and your marketing is already running into this business and you're doing all these other, yeah. you've got all these other, um, you're leveraging other people and time and energy in these different ways. You ask yourself, what is something that goes along with this? So for example, could I hire, I'm a plumber, could I hire somebody that works with wood or electricity or whatever, now we work together, well, we're, we're leveraging the same kind of clients. Maybe it's with real estate ag agents or investors or, or just regular mom and pops who own their own home or whatever it is. When we leverage more people, but we're doing similar things that, that draw on the same marketing, what it's doing is it's, it's, it's more efficient. That's exactly yes. what you're talking about. So that's one huge point. And you talked about earned versus passive income. When is the shift? Here's a question for you. When do you make the shift? I think I know what you're going to say here. When is the shift when you move from earned income into passive income? How does that happen? Okay, so the very first thing that you need to do is invest in yourself, right? You, it's, it's, it's going to be very difficult for you to go to, to move forward, go to the next level without investing in yourself, right? And so I, I, I talk to people all the time. They got a J-O-B and they got $5,000. And they asked me, Alfonso, I want to invest this $5,000. I said, you, how much do you make per year? He said, well, $30,000. And so this is your only $5,000? I think you should invest those $5,000 into programs, coaching, 
whatever it is that is going to take you to the next level, the investment in yourself. When I say about investing in yourself, it doesn't mean you're going to go buy a car for yourself or buy clothes for yourself. It's meaning it means invest into your personal development to become better. The first thing people want to do is quit their job. Well, that's not going to solve anything, right? You're not you're not valuable in the marketplace. You don't have a skill set. And so how how is changing your job going to be any difference? It's just going to be now you have to start over. And so I always I always challenge people. Can you make more income in what in the field that you're in already? Right. Become a better salesperson, maybe create other streams of income based on what you know and what you're working in. And if you only have five thousand dollars, the first investment needs to be in yourself. Now, once you start a business, right? So once you've invested into yourself, now you have a skill set in order to go out into the marketplace and offer a service, then the money that comes in should go back into your business to build your business, you know, uh, more marketing. And then once you've grown your business to a level, then you should go back and invest into yourself even more, right? Because the more you invest into yourself, the more it's going to show up in your business. And then at some point, you're going to, there's going to be money coming in and then you're going to start putting things into passive investments. And so this is, I mean, if we're, if we're going to talk about at what point that shift happens, it can happen at 18 years old. It can happen at 24 years old. It can happen at 44 years old. But where are you going is the question. You know, what are you trying to achieve? And so the first thing that you can attack is earned income, right? And the reason why I have a lot of, like, I would say I have earned income in my life is because that brings me fulfillment. I can, I can sell everything tomorrow, put everything into passive, and then just sit on the beach for the rest of my life, right? Um, I like earned because it, it gives me, I have a, there's a, I get a satisfaction of, you know, going out there and creating value in the marketplace and, you know, uh, employing people and, you know, being in, in charge of things. So that brings me fulfillment. But I'm also going to be investing into passive things that I have, you know, I have no control over and I just make a return. Yeah, excellent. So here's, here's the answer that I'm hearing. And it, it comes from a different a couple of different things that you said. One is you need to ask yourself, what are your desires? W what is this all for? W what are you yeah. working towards? If, if you answer that question, it's going to make the, the first question a lot easier to answer of when do I do this? The second is that it, it's got to fit you. So I've got some some people that right from the beginning, they've got a little bit more money and they're investing some in themselves, some in their business, and some in a passive income stream right away. There are other people, it's going to take a little bit. Build up some cash flow, get some money coming in, and then start investing in, in a business. There, there's not one perfect answer for every single individual is what I'm hearing from you. Yeah, okay. no, absolutely. But the, the biggest investment, I think it's in, in yourself. Mm -hmm. Like that, no one can take away, right? Yeah. And even if you're going to, if you're going to uh, invest into stocks or uh, you know real estate, well, you should invest into yourself first to figure out you know, what is a good investment, right? Because if you if you don't know what to do with your money, other people will come by and know exactly what to do with your money. And maybe those people don't have the right intentions. Well, if it's McDonald's, <laughs> their, their values aren't always the same as your values, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Their goals don't align with our goals. Okay. Um, so I'm going to ask you a personal question. 
yeah. because you you do put your money where your mouth is. You talk about investing in yourself and how you continue to do that even later on. Do you do you feel comfortable sharing with everyone how much you you invested in your own education and coaching in the last twelve months? Sure, sure. I would have to let me just think about it. I give uh, an average amount because I know that no matter what it is, it's going to blow people's minds. Sure. Sure, sure. And, and so we're just going to continue on. Can you hear me well? Yep. Okay, good. Can you see me? No, I can't. Okay, there. <laughs> yep. Good. So, so I, I, I didn't hear your answer to that question. Um, what's how much how much do you typically invest in your own education and coaching on a yearly basis? I would in, in like I'm gonna just uh, give you an, a range here. Sure. About a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, a year, and uh, that's con consistently growing with my business. As my business grows, as as uh, I need to reach out to different uh, skill sets and you know create value in my business and my customers and in the marketplace, I'm gonna continue to increase that. I I have uh, I definitely see myself spending a million dollars into coaching conferences, uh, workshops, seminars, uh, you know, the more I invest into myself, the more it shows up into my business. That's excellent. And the, the reason I asked you is because I knew basically what the answer was. And it, it because <laughs> I think that that blows the average person's mind. They think, are you kidding me? $100,000 on yourself? What's the value of that? I remember one time my wife, uh, oh, she knew she knew a family friend of ours, and the guy said, hey, what does Mark do for a living? She said, ah, oh, he's, he's a coach. He's an executive coach. He teaches business owners how to think differently and whatever. And he says, and, and people pay for that? <laughs> and, and I thought that it's, it's, it's fascinating that there's a very different mindset coming full circle to the first thing that we talked about. There's a very different mindset for people who invest in themselves and grow and, and get far more of what they want in life versus those who stay in the same place forever. And, there, and there's something to be said about, you know, going to uh, a workshop, a conference, uh, a seminar, a mastermind retreat. You know, there's something to be said about being around people that are doing things yes right and you get new ideas and you you grow so much and there's not one year that i'm gonna say you know what i'm good right this year i i, I there's not there's not there's not anything else that i can learn right i'm already successful that's the point that i'm going to be dying in my business that's where everything's going to be going backwards right uh even you know when I, in my 20s, right, I was investing into a, a mentor. I, I was, I inve I've invested into mentors, coaching, um, getting into the speaking business. You know, I, I had a, a speaking coach, a, a mentor. Uh, everything that I've done, I've always reached out and leveraged other people's systems, other people's experiences. Why am I going to go through all that on my own, right? And so, the mindset of money, cre money creation, what people don't understand, it's not what you know that's going to keep you in the poorhouse. It's what you don't know. And the only way to leverage what you don't know is going to be in investing into yourself, investing into the education, the right education to go to the next level, the right coaching, the right mentoring, right? All professionals, 
all high level executives, people that have achieved the greatest things in life have coaches. Bill Clinton had a coach, Obama, all these people have, you know, there, there's no one going to be able to do this on their own. Everybody has tapped into the resources of other people. And so that's logical to me. And so the more I invest into myself, the more it shows up in my business and the more it shows up in the results. So I'm going to throw out a challenge to everyone at the end of our, our interview here. I'm going to throw out a challenge and then I'm going to ask for some contact information from you. Um, so the, here's the, the challenge first. So many people come to me and say, "Money, Mark, I don't have any money yet. What do I do? And this is, this is the recommendation I would give. I would say, get in touch with somebody who does understand money and work for them, even if it's for free. <laughs> do what you need to because that education that you receive will be priceless. You, you, you cannot put a price on it. You will learn so much. You will grow so much. So, so I'm going to throw out the challenge to everyone. No matter whether you have money or not, whatever your mindset is, go and, and start learning. Start growing yourself. And the second thing that I'll throw out is, I mean, again, you've got lots of stuff. If somebody wants to learn more about you and your businesses and, and what you offer to people, what is the best way to, the best link, the best way that they can start learning more about that? Well, you know, I would say start with Google. Google me, Alfonso Quadra, and you'll find articles, uh, inter interviews. Uh, I've, I've been doing this for a very long time. And so there's a, there's a track record there. Yeah. And so then you can go back to my website, alfonsoquadra.com. But uh, I'm on all platforms, uh, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Facebook. Connect with me and uh, let's see what, what happens. That's excellent, uh, and I would I would encourage people to do that. Alfonso is is again. I'm going to end this the same way I started it. You're, you're not going to meet too many people that are better quality human beings. Uh, and 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 what I found is that when you surround yourself with quality human beings that understand, and there are people that don't have money that are quality human beings. That's not what I'm saying. But when you surround yourself with people who are quality and they have money, that also shifts your mindset about money because you realize it's not that you you have more than five dollars in your pocket and all of a sudden you you catch this evil virus from more than the the sixth dollar impregnates you with this evil virus. That's not the way it works, right? So um, please reach out to Alfonso um, and and. and connect with him like like he said google him find out a little bit more about him go to his website and learn as much uh, as you can i'm probably going to have him back on another podcast at some point in time because he's fantastic to talk to he's got so much value to give people thank you so much for doing this alfonso thank you mark and you bring great value to this world as well thank you see we'll see you later <laughs>